If you like to eat, drink, and be merry, you're in the right place. Faith here with a welcome toast. It was Dave Barry who said, Your hand and your mouth agreed years ago that where chocolate is concerned, there's no need to involve your brain. Please feel free to consume this show podcast in one bite, two bites, or oops, I ate the whole thing. Oh, it is great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, the place to have a good time. Get ready for a chocolate celebration. What a show this is going to be. My treasured food buddies are here. Senior contributors Chris Brosberry, Alex Province, Mark Raymond, bartender Anthony Desario, plus our special guest arriving soon, Mr. Chocolate Jacques Therese. All right, we begin with the wisdom of Terry Moore, who believes in the 12-step chocolate program. Never be more than 12 steps away from chocolate. (laughs) This is is our philosophy, especially on this show. Here's the deal. We want you to know that this is a first. Please join me and my food buddies here. For my Food Schmooze signature event, a new chocolate-inspired champagne dinner dance, February 11th. Some of the region's most talented and innovative chefs have been asked to use chocolate to enhance savory and sweet dishes. The courses are a surprise. You're going to hear from Jacques Torres next that chocolate is a thing in savory dishes, not just in desserts. We have wines to match from Frederick Wildman and Sons High Quality Portfolio. And as to savory mouth-watering dishes, you're thinking what a touch of dark chocolate can lift a dish into the stratosphere. I mean, picture a cocoa-dusted steak. That dark powder produces an amazing char and flavor on this show. Mm. We're going to talk about Chris Prosperi's what we call choc au van. In other words, a cocoa van with a bit of dark chocolate at the end. It gives it this unbeatable earthiness and a rich mouthfeel. Chocolate desserts, they don't need explanation, and they are fabulous at our dinner. I can promise you that. Plus, our senior cocktail contributor, Anthony Desario, has created a signature chocolate-inspired opening cocktail for this event only. Music for those who like to dance from the Alex Nakamovsky Band and Singers, dress is festive. We leave it up to you. Surprise someone for Valentine's Day or let them know. Bring a relative or a friend. This event sells out every time, but this one, chocolate-inspired, look out. That's a great idea. Ticket address coming up now. Our new chocolate-inspired champagne dinner dance, February 11th, starts at 6 at the beautiful River House at Goodspeed Station in Haddam, Connecticut. Contributing chefs include Manuel Romero of Olia, Jason Sobosinski of Casius, Matthew Buffard of Chamard Winery and Bistro, Prasad Chernubala of Oaxaca and Tali and David Caudill of Salute. Thank you to all of you and that list of chefs and cocktail makers growing. Thanks to our sponsor, Yukon Health's Pat and Jim Calhoun Cardiology Center with support from the River House at Goodspeed Station, Power Station Events, and Frederick Wildman and Sons Wine Portfolio. I hope you will join us. We'll all be there to meet you and enjoy this first ever Food Schmooze chocolate-inspired dinner with you. The chefs are excited, so are we. To reserve your tickets, go online for information to WNPR 
hearttoheart.org. WNPR, don't forget that part, hearttoheart.org. Is that fun? Oh, yeah. It's going to be delicious and fun. It's dinner dance time and it's chocolate. So you I mean, dance we just don't get to do something like this. This has been a dream, and I'll tell you, <laughs> Dean Miller is a co-conspirator. He's the content director here at WNPR and CPTV, and we've been conspiring about this for some time, thinking about how we could weave in chocolate as a spice <laughs> in savory dishes. And this has been something we've always wanted to try, and this to is add to the it, year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is it. So on our site, we've got so much posted from this show. You can't believe what is coming. Oh, they're telling me Jacques Torres is on the phone. Okay. We had a remarkable Faith Middleton Food Schmooze signature event dinner a few years ago featuring the stars of the International Culinary Center in New York, including Jacques Papin, Andre Soltner, and our guest right now, Mr. Chocolate, Jacques Torres, dean of the Center's Pastry Arts Program. He's owner of eight New York stores, Jacques Torres Chocolate. Jacques is the first person I thought of in preparing for our next Food Schmooze signature event February 11th, our chocolate-inspired champagne dinner dance, and I'm going to be sure to ask Jacques what savory dish he'd recommend for featuring chocolate. I want to start here because he's created a baking mix so that we can all enjoy his chocolate chip cookies at home. And so we have a link to his short, wonderful video lesson on making his cookies posted at our site, foodschmooze.org. Mr. Chocolate, Jacques Therese, welcome to the Food Schmooze Party. Merci beaucoup. Thank you for having me. Tell me about this idea for the mix. What what made you do that? You know, this is um, one of the things that, you know, 9.30 p.m., you're home or Sunday afternoon, and you're craving for cookies. You cannot always take a cab, take a subway, go to the store. I really envision something really easy to make those cookies at home. We decide to basically make exactly the same recipe than our cookies. So we create a mix, and all you have to do is put a little bit of butter to eggs, Mix that together and you're done. It's exactly the same chocolate that I use for the cookies in my store, and it's exactly the same chocolate that I use to make the bonbon, the very high-end chocolate. I have never in my life, on the video, when you pull those chocolate chips, you call them, there's more like chocolate bowling balls, mm. out of the package, my my mouth falls open because I've never seen bigger pieces of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and you know, that, that's interesting because... When you eat the cookies, you will see layers of chocolates inside the cookies. Yeah. And that's because high-quality chocolate that melts very easily make those layers into the cookies. When you use chocolate that doesn't melt in the oven, believe me, something is wrong. If it doesn't <laughs> melt in the oven, something is wrong. Mm. That is fascinating. And the source of your beans, where in the world? I make some of my chocolates from different origins, but I also buy chocolates from Belgium. So it's a blend. We have mm-hmm. a blend of different origins, including South America, Caribbean, and Africa. So it's a mm-hmm. mix of different beans because I want a consistent flavor. By mixing it, one of the origin uh, change one year, the impact will be less. So this is why we use a mix. That's interesting. Huh. And we have a bar here where the beans are from Vietnam. We have one from Hawaii. Oh, yes. Very yes. different on the nose. You can smell all these different characteristics. Hawaii, it's a very interesting place to grow cocoa because the volcanic ground there. 
And the flavor of that cocoa, I think, is unique and very interesting. I also play with Vietnam origin. It's mm. very interesting to compare those new origin to Venezuela or to even Mexico, where chocolate is part of the culture for hundreds of years. It's amazing to me how similar this is to wine grapes, where this is all about a recipe putting together certain things, emphasizing this, lessening that to create the end product. That's what you're doing. How do you appeal to the American taste for sugar? Um, you know, I do believe that in the last 10 years, Americans eat a lot less sugar. The regular market used to be 80% milk chocolate, 20% dark. We sell today 60% dark chocolate, 40% milk. So we sell today more dark than milk chocolates uh, in our store. The American palate is changing. Yeah, Jacques, I was in a regular supermarket, just like neighborhood supermarket, and I was blown away at all the different types of dark chocolate, like the stronger dark chocolates that they carry now. You're definitely correct. But if you go to Europe, to a supermarket in France or in Belgium, Switzerland, you know, you will see a lot more chocolate bar, a lot more choice. And I think that's mm. coming also to U.S. more and more. We have more and more choice of origins yeah. and choice of different makers. Everybody has his own uh, signature making, making our bar. So that makes everything even more interesting. And we see that there are artisanal milk chocolate makers who are doing bean-to-bar stuff or truffles, and they're making the milk chocolate at a higher quality. In other words, just a hint darker. They're roasting the beans a little bit longer, using a different quality milk. Right, Jacques? Yes, and you have a little bit of everything out there. I don't believe in company who will say that they age the chocolate. Chocolate doesn't age. Chocolate is like <laughs> wine. The earlier you eat it, the better it is. I always tell my customer that the oh. best way to store chocolates, it's in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, I was going to say, that's my excuse. Jacques Therese, you are a pastry chef. Your knowledge of the pastry arts as dean at the Culinary Institute, I mean, it goes far beyond just chocolate, but you've devoted so much of your life to chocolate. I have to ask you if you believe in this business about antioxidants, the polyphenols that are supposedly in dark chocolate that has been minimally processed, if at all, so in the raw cacao powder. Do you believe in that? Yes. I think that, that chocolate has some benefits, some health benefits. Now, I do not eat raw cacao bean and I do not eat raw chocolate because I think it's dangerous. Well, I, I hate to tell you, but I have it every morning in my tea, <laughs> this raw cacao powder. But you wash it with Purell. N- now, right? I, <laughs> now I have to think about this. Um, Jacques, thank you for being gracious. You know we have this Fujmu signature event coming up February 11th. It's our chocolate-inspired champagne dinner dance. We've never done this before. Many of the region's great chefs are collaborating, and they're creating both sweet and savory dishes that involve chocolate because, as you know better than I, chocolate can be a subtle or powerful agent in cooking in savory dishes, too. It's almost like a spice. What would you advise? What would be something that you think would be terrific to cook for something like this? You will have different options here. Cacao bean was used primarily in cooking in savory, not sweet. So when cocoa beans came to Europe, it was used in America for hundreds of years already, not in sweet chocolate that we know today, but in savory. The French added sugar first, right? The Spanish and then the French. This is something incredible. What I use, I use roasted cocoa nibs with salmon. So I love Uh to 
press a piece of salmon onto the cacao nibs and put the side of the nibs in a frying pan with a little bit of cocoa butter. Cook that side first, then I will turn around, so put the nibs on top, and put the whole thing into the oven for a few minutes. Then put this salmon onto a bed of leek, you know, leeks sauté with a little bit of oil and butter. Salt and pepper sauté also into cocoa butter. Cocoa butter is a vegetable oil, basically. So um, you can do what we call a beurre blanc, meaning an emulsion of uh, butter and maybe a little bit of stock. Put that around and you have a really delicious piece of salmon with the crunchiness on top of the cacao nibs. And the sweetness of the leeks go very well with the bitterness uh, of the nibs. So, and the salmon, the fatty side of the salmon, just make that combination work very well. Wow. And, so, my mouth's watering. I don't that, know about anything else. I'm just like, my mouth is hanging up. And cocoa nibs, for people who don't know, are pieces of the bean, right? Yes. Well, the, the inside of the beans look like an almond. You know, yeah. just a regular almond. But those almonds are very fragile. They break into pieces. So we call those pieces nibs. But another thing that you can do, you can put those nibs, they are very dry when they are roasted, you put that into a a pepper grinder, and you can grind that over food. Now you you use that as a spice because it's not sweet. It's not sweet, and it will not melt. So you can use that as a spice, or you can use a little bit of those nibs. On top of salad, when you when you do a salad, you, oh. you, you oh, yeah. sprinkle a little bit of the nibs. You get the crunch, you get the flavor. Oh. That go well with the olive oil or whatever you, oh. uh, you know, dressing you use. So you can have a pound of nibs in your kitchen and use it in different applications. Wow! Like chocolate panko. Yes, chocolate panko. Oh, and it I gives see a texture business. too. So you get that <laughs> oh, little bit of crunchiness, right, Jacques? I, th- I cannot thank you enough. That's just genius. And please, would you open a restaurant in addition to your chocolate <laughs> stores, just to give you something to do? Look, I like to go fishing. So if <laughs> I do too. more than what I do, I'm going to have no more time to go fishing. <laughs> so you know, I doubt it, but I, I love to cook at home. Thank you so much for being part of our show. Again, I want to remind you that we have posted at our site the link to the video showing Jacques giving us a lesson on how to make chocolate chip cookies, his recipe. It is so simple, so charming to watch this. Thank you for the ideas for our dinner. I'm very excited. And again, just always great to talk to you, Jacques. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, you too. Uh, Jacques Therese, who is Dean of the International Culinary Center's Pastry Arts Program. Wasn't that great? I just learned so much from him every time. I love that salmon. I'm going to make that salmon dish this weekend. I love that you got the chocolate trail posted. Uh, this is from the Connecticut Department of Tourism. They have, I don't know, maybe they've been listening to us. You know how we all have said. <laughs> there should be a trail for everything. For trail for everything. <laughs> we sh- so now, of course, we have a wine trail. Yep. But now they yep. have a chocolate trail. Yeah. And we have the chocolate trail posted with everything that we're talking about on this show. Cocktails, wines that match chocolate, the rare chocolate bars that are coming up, and the top chocolate bars. Everything you can imagine. Our chocolate recipes are up there, including the one Chris is going to be talking about next. Foochmoose.org. Chocolate trail and more. Do you need okay. a designated driver with the chocolate trail? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, My think head so. I don't know. After, after, after about five chocolate bars, <laughs> I think I, I, uh, <laughs> I was getting a little jittery. I was thinking it could be think, something you could take the kids on, but then I'm thinking <laughs> Should they'd never go to sleep that night. This is my heart right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, all right, we got to do a cocktail. 
Anthony DeSario, our, our chief cocktail contributor, is here. And we asked him, he said he would create something original, unique for our event, and this is it. We're trying it right now. When we're talking champagne dinner dance, I just thought champagne and strawberries and chocolate just always go together. It's right around Valentine's Day, so let's just put it all in one glass. So I made a uh, fresh strawberry syrup. The uh, recipe will be online. And we're using a Tempest Fugit, which is... Oh, uh, beautiful bottle. This is an incredible creme de coco. Uh, it's so, uh, Argentinian uh, chocolate with Mexican vanilla. And it's cool. made in Switzerland. It's made in Switzerland. I have never tasted... <laughs> okay, creme. that's international. <laughs> I mean, has anybody tasted creme de yeah. coco like this? Oh, I no, have no, never. No, it's it's no, just it's stunning. Delicious. Okay, are you going to make one right yeah, for us I'm right now? I'm going to make one right now. So okay, we're just so he's do... picking up the Tempest Fugit creme de coco. Yeah, we do a and half putting ounce. putting it a half ounce. He's got one of these little, you know... A little um, jigger. Jigger that has a full ounce and a half ounce. I never explore that side of the shaker. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> then he... So that's going... Right into the champagne glass. <laughs> okay, right in. I like that it's in a champagne glass, too. And then, uh, and then now, do, in uh, goes, what do you have That's next? an equal part of the strawberry syrup, which oh. is going to be, it's fresh strawberries. You, did you make that? I made that. So it's fresh strawberries oh. diced, and when you make your simple syrup, which are equal parts sugar and hot water, steep those together. Oh, what it makes that, wow. that beautiful yeah. rose color as if it's a rosé champagne. Yeah. So now we have uh, just equal parts of strawberry and chocolate. Okay, and that's sitting in the bottom of the glass, and then uh, you're topping it off with a um, could a, a cava or sparkling wine. So Spanish cava, Spanish which is cava. A, we're talking about sparkling wine, a dry uh, sparkling wine. Cream. And so here we go. And now Anthony That's is cool pouring trick. it into the, the yeah, champagne glass. I'm using the actual bar spoon, which actually has the twist in it. Yeah, yeah. So when you pour your champagne down the sp- champagne's uh, going to fun ride down. You, usually champagne usually will bubble over in the glass, and well, that's it's not, not happening yeah, now. Yeah, very cool. So a lot of times when you do your champagne cocktails, uh, it pours right over it yeah. bubbles and up it's really not separating fast. either so in other words and does it that. have to be twisted as a bar the, the spoon the twist or? does help a lot yes that's okay. totally so cool we, we'll Another have to tip. give that as a new present for people yeah okay. look at that though that's that a, is so and great. it's separated all right now what happens when he pours the sparkler on top of that yeah. and you mix it you're not afraid of uh getting rid of some of the bubbles by giving it a little spin with no, the, spoon. The, the sugars in there it's going to be adding a little more to it and okay then and in just, goes a strawberry <laughs> Oh. You do a strawberry, or we're going to do a strawberry, or what I'm going to do is a, a lemon zest. Oh, oh, rem- oh yes, and because it's, what does that do? It's going to make that uh, the acidity of the strawberry just kind of pop through that rich chocolate that's in here. Oh, and give it a really God. bright, it's a nice nose. color. And it looks like rose yeah. champagne. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. But who would know that this gorgeous, I'm going to grab that, this yeah. gorgeous creme de cacao is in here. Yeah, I mean, that's the cool oh. part is that it's clear, right? So, oh. So, and who doesn't love a chocolate covered strawberry with champagne? Yeah. That and is, that's and a, in a glass. In a glass. Can I just say, <laughs> what is wild about this is that it's not sweet. Yeah. No, because no, you get the dryness from the sparkling and wine. Yet it's as if I've had a chocolate-covered strawberry a minute ago, and now I'm sipping this beautiful so, sparkler. Yeah, fresh what strawberries and uh, the lemon end. is doing that. Yeah, isn't the lemon's it? really bringing that oh. out. And you what used a, a big chunk beautiful. too. 
I use like a, wish like a vegetable peeler when I do my zests because you don't want that thick white pith. It'll actually make your drink bitter. So we just wanted to get those oils of the lemon oh, out by using a thin it. slice. We are so honored to have this cocktail at our event. Thank oh. you so I much. I can't for, wait. I'm looking for so forward to the event and uh, serving wait. these up, and I'll be behind the bar uh, mixing these up for everybody when they walk and in. And you'll be enjoying yourself, oh, absolutely. too. I, I thank you so right. much. We're going to turn now because we've got so much to cover on the show. Chris's recipe, and then right after his recipe we're going to talk about wines that pair well with chocolate the wines we're going to serve at our february 11th champagne romance dinner dance which is a chocolate inspired dinner for the first time ever on the food schmooze and you can see a sneak preview of ticket information at wnpr hearttoheart.org chris prosperi we both are intrigued by adding a little bit of chocolate to cocoven which is mm-hmm. essentially chicken and red wine yeah, with mushrooms stew, yeah. and onions yeah. it's a stew chris makes an incredible one could everyone yeah. testify oh, oh my god <laughs> this dish kept you wanting for more every bite <laughs> I know. Every bite. Oh, I, every yeah. time I took a bite of this, I wanted another bite. I finished my first plate and I said, you know, with some shame, can I please have another And you don't usually go back for seconds. Chris, I've spent a thousand hours making Julia Child's Coco Van, and this was so unbelievable. This is on our site, yeah, foodschmooze.org. Go ahead. I've made this dozens of times, this exact recipe, and it's a good, solid recipe, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you that cocoa, I, I, I'm still what trying to- What kind of chocolate did you use? It was unsweetened cocoa powder. With no sugar, right? Yeah, regular cocoa powder, and what it did to the dish, reacting it's, it's with the wine oh and the, right, and and the it mushrooms. It just like, tastes like chocolate. No. It just is, no. It's richer. It's richer. If if you'd said nothing, nope. someone wouldn't say, is there chocolate in here? You don't know it's there, but you would know if it wasn't there if I took it out, can, right? This, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yes. I use chicken thighs, boneless, skinless mm-hmm. chicken thighs, or you can Richer. use the bone-in ones. doesn't matter. Season them lightly with salt and pepper, and then I sear them on both sides in a little bit of hot oil. Then I take those out, and then I throw in the pan some chopped up mushrooms and bacon. I cook those for a couple minutes, and then I add frozen pearl onions, just real simple. I throw that in and just get that that. stirring around, and you get that going until the onions just start to caramelize a little bit, and that's when I throw in the cocoa powder. I mixed it all in there just for a minute, you know, just to get it incorporated, then just continue with the regular recipe. I added my wine. Cook that for a minute because uh, and it's wine. a lot of red wine. It's it's more than you would do in a regular stew. I top it with a little chicken broth and then very simply let it simmer. And you can do this in the oven or you can just do it on the stovetop. Turn it down to a low simmer. Let it simmer until the you chicken this is a, just you know, slow yeah. cooker. Oh, God, yeah. And then you just simmer it until it's just about falling apart. Oh, right? I love it when the chicken is just about apart. falling yeah, apart. And then I thicken it with just a teeniest little bit of cornstarch and <gasps> and finish it with yes. a little nub of butter. Mm. Again, and proud, that's it. proud. Yeah on this show to have your talent and this creativity of this recipe just fantastic you just nailed it simple no, it was fantastic. nailed it oh, absolutely, absolutely. unbelievable yeah, the fattiness in that bacon the right oh, bitterness in the yeah. chocolate just the all so came together the smokiness of, the, of the bacon and yeah. the chocolate just worked yeah, just, so well together oof. and wait till you yeah. hear about the wines that went with this if oh, you have yeah. chocolate and wine together oh my god and we're going to do that right after this break more mouth-watering conversation and fun ahead on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, a special wall-to-wall chocolate celebration, and I hope you will make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry. We're online now at foodschmooze.org. We'll be right back. Candy man. Come on, baby. I love your honey. I love your 
Okay, hope you enjoyed your first bite of the food schmooze with another bite on the way, so we'll make this fast. You won't miss a drop of pleasure if you sign up for our free show podcast once. Then we'll send it to you automatically every week. It's a little like a hot biscuit with butter coming your way. Sign on at foodschmooze.org. Locally, you can listen to this show on WNPR every Thursday afternoon at 3 and Saturdays at noon just before you head out for adventure and food shopping. At our website, we feature my curated food, wine, and cocktail recommendations, plus two-minute fun video lessons, restaurants, and more. Visit with us at foodschmooze.org. Here's your second bite. I'm Faith Middleton. We have a free podcast for you, meaning you'll never miss a drop of pleasure. Just sign up for it once at our site and we'll automatically send you our show every week so you can listen on your schedule. Also discover our delicious curated food wine events, cocktail recommendations at foodschmooze.org. I'm with my treasured food buddies, Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, wine broker Alex Province, and Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons Distributors, and Anthony DeSario, our cocktail guy. We had as our special guest, Jacques Torres, Mr. Chocolate, Yum, because this special. is a wall to wall chocolate celebration on this show getting you excited i hope because we are excited about our february 11th champagne romance dinner dance whether you're coming with someone who's a romantic partner a good friend a relative your kids we've had everyone show up at this event and it's a sellout every time Great tickets at wnpr heart to heart.org Mark Raymond is here. He is from Frederick Wildman and Sons Distributors. They have a gorgeous wine portfolio, International, and we have been tasting with Chris's Choc Ovan, as I call yeah. it, or he calls it Coco Ovan, <laughs> which is more appropriate, I think. These wines, because we wanted to see how this would match with these chocolate-inspired, savory and sweet dishes at our Champagne Romance dinner dance. Mm-hmm. And Mark, uh, you could not have chosen better. Nope. Well, thank I, I mean, you. When you had mentioned this uh, Coco Vin, I was thinking... I've got to come up with some wines that would just pair perfectly with chocolate and would also have complexities, deep, dark, rich, red berry fruit. Um, One of the hottest categories we have right now is coming out of the still red wine category of Portugal. I wanted us to try this Churchill's Estates Douro. It's a simple Mm -hmm. blend of the Mm -hmm. same grapes that you would have in a port wine, but but unfortified. So it's a still red wine. It's got beautiful red berry fruit with wonderful wonderful earthiness and... Yeah, super dry, but it complemented the cocoa wow. so well. We've been yeah. tasting like chocolate really bars delicious. from around the country uh-huh. and one from Italy and having Chris's. Yeah. It was so delicious. And that's yeah. a reasonable wine, too. I mean, that's something that you know people get in a retail store for $18. They're no. not manipulating no. it in weird They're ways, real. adding yeah. junk real. They're okay. Real. Mark, will you then try this? This one, Castello Monacci. You know I love this vineyard. Yeah. So this is a Primitivo, so the red Zinfandel of southern Italy. It's got those, uh, again, 
deep red berry fruits, but with that touch of anise on the finish. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, this is another one that's just a great complement to chocolate. I tasted yeah. this one, and almost like it was like soprano notes came out. Yeah, it took all the the higher characteristics to your, to your comments uh, in the chocolate wow. and brought them right out to the forefront. I like this one better with the chocolate bars, and I like the first one better with the cocoa vine. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's just, a, just the way it so was we'll reacting in my mouth. So we'll be thinking about right? how just, we pair these yeah, things at the dinner. Different, for to- like you said, for totally different reasons, right? Because I like my chocolate bar with chocolate bars. Yeah. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> well, that's original yeah. to you. <laughs> he knows what he then, wants. Then, of course, we need, need say nothing about dessert, right? Yeah. We, we, in oh, fact, yeah. we had the most amazing dessert uh, for the show, uh, just ever? to celebrate chocolate. <laughs> and there's so more. We're talking there's about um, churros, which are like crullers, right? They're, they're like fried dough, but fried a donut. In a, stick. a donut stick. That's what and I call them. Dipped in Alex Province's oh chocolate, hot chocolate, <laughs> so called. Oh my God. Yeah. That's it not was hot chocolate. Uh, Devilish. Isn't that real? Yeah, this chocolate thing I've ever had. That is at our website. Yeah. That hot chocolate was at, it was to die for. phenomenal. You at our fork. website, foodschmooze.org. <laughs> we but have use to, a spoon because you want every drop. Or your we, finger. We want to thank El Nuevo Serape. In Hartford, the uh, authentic Mexican restaurant, they make all kinds of things. And Alex asked, would they make us churros? It's a Mm. twisted, cruller-like thing. And with sugar and cinnamon on the outside, normally they would be very hot. They didn't even need to be because we had hot hot chocolate sauce, I would call it, because (laughs) you could turn your cup upside down and nothing happens. So. So heavy cream, orange peel, cinnamon, sugar, salt, 100% cocoa chocolate. A little heat in there. Uh, ha- oh, yeah. chili, uh, red chili cut in half, and then you strain it all with the yeah. seeds, and you strain it. <sighs> and I took it out a little early because so I was thinking, yeah, oh, my gosh, it's going to burn mouth. gorgeous. But it gives it that base note. So, and what was funny, when you tried the LBV port with it, it would bring out all that spice. After the chocolate had cleared your palate and you took a sip, mm. it just brought all that spice mm. back it to the forefront. Right? It just kind of lingered in your mouth. It was yeah. so cool. Yum. Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons, for our chocolate-inspired dinner, he has chosen Churchill's Late Bottled Vintage Port 2005. Yum. It was so unbelievable with the chocolate we tasted. Wow. So, Mark, tell me quickly about this. LBV Port is late bottled vintage. And so what they do is it's made the same way that you would make a vintage port. So it's a ruby port. It's bottled. And then they lay it down for ideally four to ten years before they release it. And mm. you get great mm. characteristics of a ruby port, beautiful bright fruit. But it does, in the short term, give you a great quality for a fraction of what it would w- cost What are we you. talking about? Yeah. about Probably here. 27 dollars $27 a bottle. Yeah. Thank you is. for bringing that in. That was just yeah. outstanding. I could drink that all day. Yeah, just... there, there are some others at this price point that are a little sugary, syrupy. Yeah, this Churchill's house is... tends to be a little bit more mm. on the dry side. This than... is so good, really, seriously. Thank you. No, thank you. And so these will all be featured at our dinner. And for information about that, I can't. you can tell I cannot wait. That's what inspired this whole show because it's been a dream. And that is WNPR, heart to heart.org. 
Can I tell you what is at the site? Because this is so outrageous. I'm so excited about this. We have the Connecticut Chocolate Trail. These are the chocolate makers from all over our region. We have a story on the Connecticut farm using a tiny herd of dairy cows to try to perfectly match each cow's milk with spices to create unearthly chocolate truffles. And the story of Thorncrest Farm chocolates in Goshen, Connecticut. our site. We have Pete Wells of the New York Times restaurant critic there. His new list of the top eight bean-to-bar dark chocolate bars. The bars Mm. we discovered thanks to the folks at Chocosphere in Oregon. We have the wine list that we pairs well with chocolate. You just heard about Anthony DeSerio's rock star chocolate cocktail. Um, How to make desserts with a French baguette and your favorite chocolate. We have (laughs) that story. The new high-quality milk chocolate bar is being made by artisans across the United States. How I use organic raw cacao powder every morning, though Jacques Therese doesn't want me to. Um, Chocolate mousse pie from Guitard Chocolates, their recipe. Ina Garten's decadent gluten-free chocolate cake. And the sensual way to taste chocolate, that and more, at our website, foodschmooze.org. Can I get you, folks, if you would, to go to us on Facebook, because this has started, I hope, an entire chocolate discussion. If you have your own tips on chocolate, your chocolate making, if you want to tell us about your favorite chocolate bar, we want to hear about this. And if you appreciate what you're seeing there... If you just take a moment to like us, and that is Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. That's where it is on Facebook. We're going to be in on that conversation. Faith Middleton Food Schmooze on Facebook. This is the Food Schmooze Party, offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, and the Hamptons. To hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Podcast and our curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. One more mouth-watering bite of the food schmooze. Ready? Here's something great to know about. Sign up for the app called NPR One. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. And once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier. Download the free app NPR One and start listening. Let's party on. More food schmooze. is the Food Schmooze Party, offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the Hamptons, the entire east end of Long Island. To hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon.
I must tell you about this. This is a small farm in Goshen, Connecticut, where the owners are cherishing, is the word, cherishing a very small herd of cows. And these cows are producing milk of astounding quality. And that precious milk from, say, a single cow is deemed acceptable to create the farm's staggeringly good handmade chocolates. The woman at the farm grounds her own chocolate, I mean, gets her own cacao beans, and grinds the chocolate. Makes her own chocolate. Herself. She's not using the base chocolate that so many chocolate stores use. And chocolate use. And chocolate, okay. She's grinding it herself. She grinds her own nuts for for these chocolates. This is the most, where do you hear this story? This is the most amazing story to bring to you. I would like you to meet. Kim and Clinton Thorne. They are at Thorncrest Farm, Goshen, Connecticut. So Kim and Clinton Thorne, welcome to the Food Schmooze. You have 22 cows, and these are special cows? Yep, they're special cows because there's a natural sweetness to the milk. Uh, Kim will tell you, but she's anti-sugar, and um, so she wanted the sweetness to actually be in the base product, which, of course, is the milk. Wow. Okay. Are you matching the particular flavor of, of a cow's milk with the ingredients in a particular chocolate? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have certain chocolates that are just from certain cows. Your chocolates are astounding. And now I'm beginning to see why. Kim, a little tough on your cell phone, but we are talking with Kim and Clinton Thorne, who own Thorncrest Farm. And they make, um, Kim, it's her project. She makes Milk House Chocolates. And it all starts with this tiny herd of cows from Canada that have the right genetics, according to them, that produce sweet milk. They pay attention to the most amazing details, these two, uh, as Chris has described it to me. Uh, Chris went to visit the farm the other day and said he just has never seen anything like it. And they're making these artisanal, you know, these handmade chocolates with the purest ingredients, and they are remarkable. You can see this online, all of it. Or you can go to the farm because in the barn is where (laughs) Kim and Clinton sell the chocolates and and sometimes some cheese, but they sell the milk and the creme fraiche and the the yogurt yogurt and the, you know, the European yogurt. So here is, listen to this, a sampling of flavors. Mr. Ives Mints, Supreme's Raspberry Dark, Intense Dark Chocolate Orange Truffle, Dairyman's Delight, Hazelnut Coffee, Milk Chocolate Soft Caramel, Pumpkin, Dark Chocolate Ginger Cream, Classic Madagascar Vanilla, The Dark Sauce. Cabernet Sauvignon truffle. Oh, is that good? Harper's mango, almond milk truffle, chocolate truffle, milkmaid's Irish cream, creamy peanut butter, milk chocolate, my favorite, and many more. (laughs) Now, here are the ingredients. This is the key. Uh, Cacao mass. These are made from beans that... Kim grinds herself at the farm into chocolate, milk, sugar, cocoa butter, soy lecithin, and that's an emulsifier, pure vanilla, and that's what makes chocolate. So she's doing this herself. Most places, to tell you the truth, will go and get the workhorse, as Chris, Mm -hmm. as you've called it, the workhorse of the pastry industry, which is Calibo, the industrial blocks of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how they make chocolate, which is great chocolate. chocolate. But this is something else. This is something else. The ingredients of the fillings, depending on the chocolate chosen, milk, 
cream from their cows, yeah. all named, butter, fruit, berries, spices, sea salts, nuts such as peanuts, hazelnuts, almonds, and pistachios, nut paste as in hazelnut, natural oils, lavender buds, zest of citrus as in lemon, lime, and orange. There Happen. is not an artificial thing. No. Just tell me. Just tell me <laughs> what do I have to do to live in your barn? <laughs> I will do anything to live in your barn. I, I, I just can't believe how much I want to live there. I, it's You've got everything that's good in life there. It's just amazing. Okay, so here's what it, this is Thorncrest Farm. They do milk house chocolate. Hey, you are the best. I am just so delighted to, to meet you. Chris, thank you for finding them. European countryside in Goshen, Connecticut. Oh, my God. It really yep. is. Yeah. Thank you both so much. Well, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Is that a thing? It's special. Or is that a thing? In other chocolate news, we have many chocolate bar lists on our site, foodschmooze.org. But Alex... So it's Pete Wells of the New York Times, a food critic, decided the 14 bean-to-bar chocolate products made in the U.S. So he has a list of five of his favorites. And his number one is Amano. So his number two is Patrick, using Madagascar cocoa beans. Very cool. And then Castronova, using Colombian beans. Okay, so that's we'll do the top three, but yeah. the whole list is on our website. If you have bars that you love and want to let everybody else know about, please tell us on Facebook, okay, Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, and join the conversation there with us. So that'll be exciting to know. Everybody, I went online to look at how people taste chocolate, what do professionals do, and uh, we have posted right now the sensory way or the sensual way to enjoy chocolate. So let me share this with you. Uh, this is what they say, that that the way to taste, and I'm passing out these pieces of chocolate. These are very exotic bars. We're going to tell you how to get them. And here's what they say. Number one, be present. So as I've just passed you these squares... You know, just be here in your body. Then look at the chocolate. Then they say feel it with your fingers so you can see if you can feel the texture. Then inhale its aroma, which I'm doing now. And actually, these two chocolates smell mm. entirely different. Then bite into it with your teeth and hear the snap. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> then let it sit on your tongue for a moment. And as you do... Draw in air over that thing. Oh, yeah. After chewing and swallowing it, breathe in at the end. Just It's just like wine. Breathe in at the end and feel the echo of, it, of its flavor. If it's a good chocolate, you'll get that echo as you breathe in after you've swallowed. And then my mm. last one that I put on here is, are you happy? <laughs> that's because really, that's part. it. <laughs> okay. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm awake. All right. As <laughs> you agree. might guess, I, we are... So proud here on the show of our Connecticut and New York chocolate makers who rank up there, in our opinion, with the best in the East. But we also wanted to venture out beyond our region to discover a bar or two that are unknown but worth finding. And that brought us to the Oregon-based online site Chocosphere. What What do they they do? Okay, so they specialize in artisanal chocolate bars, and they sent us two bars that they're proud of. And what would you say? What's your opinion? Yeah. I, oh, we love good. them. <laughs> they are really Absolutely good. Absolutely delicious. I know. So we Once are going to... smooth. Yeah. Mm. So this, this uh, Chocosphere is run by Jerry and Joanne Kreischick. 
And we have Jerry on the line from Oregon. Thank you for these two bars. Sure. This is from Italy. It's called, and by the way, these are on our, our Food Schmooze site, foodschmooze.org. Pura Delizia? Yes, yes. Okay, so this is a family-owned Italian chocolate company, and this bar is a single-origin bar with cacao beans from Vietnam. Mm. One of the reasons Mm. we are excited about the bar is because Mm. uh, the Vietnam origin is very unusual. Uh, Most people think of places like Venezuela for high-quality chocolate. This bar from Vietnam beans is right up there, we think, with some of the best in the world. This is delicious. The second bar, which I have here, is from, is it Waialua? Yes, Waialua Estate from the north shore of Oahu, Hawaii. Mm. It has a smoother mouthfeel. It almost tastes like there's more sugar in it. Yeah, a little sweeter note to it. Well, it's delicious. I have loved talking with you. Did I do an okay job in in the art of tasting when I was listing it, by the way? I think you did fabulously. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from you, thank you. I just wish we were on on your side of the country to join in the fun. I know. In a way, because of the Internet, you are. So we call this um, virtual tasting together. I'm talking with big chunks of chocolate in my mouth. (laughs) So apologies to everybody. I'm just trying to taste. Uh, Really, I just can't resist this chocolate. Jerry, thank you so much. And anyone who wants to try these two and see many more at our site, Food Schmooze, Schmooze is school. Think of school, S-C-H, foodschmooze.org. Turning now, because we have a recipe posted for olive oil chocolate walnut brownies. Mm. And we thought, it calls for a traditional olive oil. We thought, let's get Tomas Dukas on the show because he is is the one who has brought us one of my favorite olive oils, Ariston, A-R-I-S-T-O-N, Ariston yes. olive oil. It's from Greece. It's Redolible. virtually organic. They they don't go through all the process. It's too complicated. But, I mean, it is the, the least manipulated. This is the real Pure. thing. It's in stores all over our region mm-hmm. and now around the United States. I'm so happy for them. Uh, so uh, tell us about – welcome to the show. About, welcome back, I should say. Thank you very much. D- tell us about you're – in, you're in Bloomfield, right? Yes. Yeah. How do you do this chocolate olive oil? Okay, the idea was, you know, to uh, to experiment with olive oil and, uh, and come up with different flavors, you know, that people can use handily and easily. So we came up with garlic and a basil and lemon and, and all pizza. these are, you know, very uh, run-of-the-mill, so to speak, you know, very usual. And then it was the challenge to get to the kids and how the kids going to get to to olive oil. Well, if we call it chocolate, and then we have a food chemist that works with us on a part-time basis, and we said, okay, chocolate olive oil. So we got natural extract from the cocoa uh, bean, and, you know, we infused it with our olive oil, and it came out perfect. You know what? It's, yeah, it's really good. It. Uh, Chris and I have yeah. done what it. Color is is it is good. It's it just looks olive. like olive oil. It's color olive oil, but, yeah. you know, of course you have the colorless, you know, extract from, from the chocolate. And it doesn't it's darken It's pretty wild. It. Yeah. It's really good. So yeah. these chocolate walnut olive oil brownies are a beautiful way to use this chocolate olive oil. We thought it would only boost up the flavor of the chocolate and that beautiful texture that comes from olive oil. What do you think, Tomas? It sure does. And also I use it on my pancakes instead of using Mm. butter. Wow. Wow. See, now that's a great idea. Instead of butter. 
I put my maple syrup and it comes, it just gets together so well. You know, it's and a little maple syrup. My, uh, and, and, and can I add something? Your waffles, too. Um, huh. People make olive oil ice cream, and it is phenomenal. I first had it at Mario Batali's restaurant, Oto, in New York, and it is just phenomenal. Many people started making it. But I'm, using this... Yes, I was going to recommend that. Actually, if you put it on your vanilla ice cream, it's outstanding. Ooh. Yogurt. Mouthfeel. Yeah. Drink yogurt. I like that. Yeah. Oh, Tomas, thank you so much. And thank you. Uh, please thank your family for keeping this uh, product real. Thank you so much, uh, Faith, for, for your good words and um, your encouragement and, you know, your support throughout the years. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Ariston olive oil sold in our region. Check it treasure. out. <laughs> hey, can I tell you about the top quality milk chocolate bars? And as I do that, I want to thank all of you on the show, not only for helping us with this chocolate-inspired dinner, but for being here on the show all the time. It is the, the one of the bright spots of my life to be with each of you creative people. And, you know, I'm just going to go straight around the room and order with Alex Province and Chris Prosperi and Anthony DeSerio and Mark Raymond. Just treasures. Our senior producer is Robin Doyen Aiken. And this, yes, this show is just so great because of the work that she does and I'm just we're just thrilled to have her thank you so much I'm, I'm on a chocolate high, I guess. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's kicking in now. That's what we The world needs more chocolate. We do. All right, here we go. As promised, top quality milk chocolate bars. We have this posted at our site, too. All that whole list of things that I read, it's up there. And I love milk chocolate. Okay, so um, the top quality milk chocolate bars, here's what they're doing now. These are artisans who have decided to refocus milk chocolate. For instance, they're choosing better beans. They're leaving the, they're roasting them longer. They're using a richer milk or cream and more cocoa more cacao. So this this is what the new artisans are doing. And th- we have a list of some of the best milk chocolate makers posted. Um, and we have this link at um, because it's from Serious Eats. And I want to give them credit because mm-hmm. their, our colleagues have done great work. And I really p- appreciated the list they put together. Fruition in Hudson Valley, New York. Videri Chocolate Factory in North Carolina. Valrona Worldwide. I love Valrona. Uh-huh. Lake Champlain Chocolates in Vermont and Litabit Sweets in Brooklyn, New York. Those are the five that I put on the list just so you nice. could hear how spread out this is. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting time for chocolate. Once again, I'm going to give you the ticket address. I hope you will join all of us on February 11th, just before Valentine's Day. Surprise somebody or tell them if you're looking for a special gift or if, you know, we've we've heard from some people who are inviting their top employees. This is a special gift to them. And I Great love idea. that idea. Yeah, We're very, very grateful that, that people have thought about this as a way to, to treat the employees to something special. Uh, go to, to find out about our February 11th Champagne Dinner Dance, uh, which is a chocolate-inspired dinner start to finish. 
uh, not every course, but many courses in subtle ways and powerful ways. You will be amazed. The chefs, this is so exciting. We're so grateful to the chefs and to Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons for providing these wines. The signature cocktail from Anthony DeSario. We tried it just now on the show. Unbelievable. We're on WNPR Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Weekdays, hear my 60-second food schmoozes. Join the conversation with us. We're always up for a good time online at foodschmooze.org. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. This is the place to have a good time. The gang and I hope you'll come back. We also love talking with you online, where we offer my curated take on the richness of life, food, wine, easy cocktails, restaurants, plus our weekly show podcast. Sign up for it. We're always open at foodschmooze.org. How do you spell schmooze? Like school, S-C-H, foodschmooze.org. I'm Faith Middleton. You can search it by my name, too. Cheers.